0: Last time on Trials of the Apocalypse.
1: Today, we're moving on to another game. We're moving on to Undying, a vampire diceless RPG.
2: And so Duke is the devil, as someone who's always been good with numbers. The devil playbook focuses on uh, feeding on and feeding off of vice and sin. So he's now a bookie in Los Angeles.
3: I am playing Dr. Soren Clinic. I am a psychologist that was in New York until recently. I was called to LA by Amy's character. Uh, She owes me a major debt. And so my class is the puppet master.
0: I'm playing Annie. She is a sensualist. She runs a high-class brothel. She's kind of in the moment, more interested in her next party.
1: At the top of our vampire organization here in LA. You have your princep, his name is Walter Jean. Walter is a vampire who so dislikes interacting with humans as anything other than prey that he doesn't particularly participate in that society at all. The three patricians underneath Walter are Mulholland, Giselle, and Algernon. Mulholland is a fairly big shot movie producer. Giselle is the alpha of a vampire pack. Her beta is Molly, who runs a similar establishment to what Annie runs. She is Soren's maker.
3: So I think I just owe her a major debt for hooking me up with the League of Decency.
1: We're gonna be 1947 Los Angeles as a series of events unfold that will leave the landscape of the city forever
4: changed.
5: in the heart of the city of angels. The body of a young woman, Elizabeth Short, is found nude, severed at the midsection and drained of all blood, so pale and lifeless in fact that the woman who found her body briefly thought it was a mannequin. The story is front page news in every paper and spread in lowered voices across every bar in the city. Elizabeth's sharp blue eyes, dark brown hair, and aspirations to stardom even earn her a nickname among the media, the Black Dahlia, named after the recent murder mystery, the Blue Dahlia. The city's outrage and obsession only grow the following Tuesday, when they found the second body. Another young woman, sharp blue eyes, dark brown hair, aspirations to stardom, likewise found bloodless. In pieces. The next week there are two, one after another. The second brazenly left to be found only a block away from the police station investigating the murders. The detectives' investigation found that all of the women murdered thus far had ties.
1: What's the name of your establishment, Annie? <laughs>
6: <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: Shadenshine. Shadenshine?
1: The
5: detective's investigation found that all the women murdered thus far had ties to the Shadenshine establishment. It has been shut down by order of the commissioners until this series of murders is resolved. The people of the city grow more paranoid, more observant by the day, making unlife difficult for all those who stalk in the night.
3: Oh, I thought that was a human announcer. That was a vampire <laughs> announcer. Okay. I mean... Don't you know?
1: All announcers are vampires, though. So.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd believe it. I'm actually going to start with a scene in your establishment. What
6: does it look like, Annie?
0: It's. It has a open lobby with blacked out blinds uh, across the windows and subtle carpeting. Mm-hmm. And then. Some couches and uh, large, comfy chairs. The color scheme very pink and red and white, so very Valentine's. Ooh, yeah! Day inspired decor, very tasteful antiques here and there. And then there's a door, so there's a receptionist and a door, like so. It's like a doctor's office, mm-hmm. and Behind that door are several rooms with different decor, depending on, uh, in order to satisfy different, different needs.
1: Different desires, perhaps?
0: Yes. So any, anything you desire.
1: <laughs> you can find here a shot and shine.
0: Am I pronouncing that right? How are you pronouncing that? Shade and shine?
1: Shade and shine. Okay.
2: The I like shade I as in like uh, you're shade. shaded, yeah. shine shade like the sun. In, uh, shade and
1: shine. Okay. Or not shade again. and not shodden. Like it's not a plan. I, I thought it was the play on plan yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, okay.
6: okay.
1: Out and shine. All right. So it is it is evening, just after the sun has fallen. Uh, it's a Thursday night. This is the same day as the body was found uh, just a block away from the police station. And After investigating the lives of these various women, all of them have found to have had ties to your establishment at some point uh, in the last year or two. And as a matter of due course, your establishment gets a visit from Detective Carr, who is working the
0: case. Detective Carr, how nice to see you again.
1: Oh, well, it's uh, very nice to see you again as well, uh, 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 ma'am. Deputy, get out of here. (laughs) I, I can handle this conversation myself. Thank you. Now, you're familiar with the women in question, right? All of them have been a part of your business in the last couple of years. Do you know anyone who might want to hurt? these women
0: no they were well liked no one attempted any anything untoward towards them they were no threats
1: First, kind of say that i love your play that <laughs> <You're good. laughs> the detective has definitely been to your establishment before that was a nice power uh, play. that was a hard play and i appreciate it it's a good one okay appreciation aside he pulls out a small notebook that he jots down your comments in. Are you certain that has there been anyone strange around recently, or has has there been any uh, clients <clears throat> perhaps who have made any kind of comments either towards uh, the women here or
0: the men here or the establishment itself? Well, there were those protesters a couple weeks ago they were trying to block the entrance to my establishment as far as inside if anything such as that had come to my attention I would have dealt with it
1: he nods and marks these things down mm, just just some more of those, those pinkos protesting more of those communists
0: probably so puritanical
2: Matt, Matt. puritanical communists puritanical, puritanical communists.
0: communists as far as she's concerned mm. <laughs> she she doesn't actually know what the communists are or the pinkos because she doesn't involve herself in politics so he said it negatively so she assumed that meant puritanical
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe he he, he raises
0: uh, an eyebrow and says uh sure <laughs> uh, affairs of humans she she doesn't care but i no, not going to say that to him but yeah.
1: He takes a look, uh, a practiced look, around your parlor area, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And after sort of taking another furtive glance, making sure, are are you two the only uh, ones involved in this conversation? And Do you have any staff or that would be present for this? Or no,
0: okay. they've they've all been given the night off, shall we say?
1: He taps his pencil nervously in the notebook before looking up at you and saying, "Well." I am a a bit afraid uh to tell you this or or more sorry to tell you this of course your um you provide a great business here but i'm afraid because of the ties that your your again your fine reputable establishment has had to the recent string of murders uh the commissioner for the the protection Of your staff and for the preservation of your client's anonymity until the heat blows over for this thing. We're going to have to we're going to have to shut this down by order of the commissioner.
0: I understand. I hope this is resolved quickly.
1: He 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 looks relieved that you aren't going to shoot the messenger here. And he gives a curt nod. Well, for now, you're going to need to get this place locked up, closed within here the next hour. And if you, if you remember anything, if anyone comes up to you to tell you anything, I, I just need you to, uh, and he pulls out, he, or rather, he rips a sheet off from his notebook that has his contact information on it. And he says, you just let any of us at the office or me personally know, and we will be right out. And he takes his leave. As the door swings open for him to leave, there is a slight gust of wind that blows into the establishment, bearing aloft with it a a small bird. And he sort of like flaps his hand as it enters. And you are familiar with this method of communication, so you don't think anything of it. And he throws a glance back at you when it flies in. You give him a nod or a wave that you'll take care of it. And so he continues to leave. This bird stops on the desk that you talked about that's in the middle of your parlor that you check in guests from, I suppose, um, perhaps accept payment, and it hops there and, and it lands. And as the room is empty and it's just you and this bird, it, in a sort of sickening way, basically liquefies back to its baser components of blood and feather and muscle and tissue and on the table, it scrawls out an address and a time. It is for two hours from now, underneath an overpass, approximately three miles from your current location.
0: Okay. She wipes it down, calls in her staff so that she can conduct interviews prior to this meeting. As She suspects she knows who it's from. You would know with great
1: certainty (laughs) that this is the most common method of communication of the Princep of Los Angeles, Walter.
0: Yes. And she wants to have some answers for him if possible. Yeah. She'll call in her staff.
1: What kind of questions are you asking them? And I can maybe give you.
0: Yeah. uh, Basically similar questions to what the detective asked.
1: Yeah. So. This is a new format. I'm like my, my brain is like, "All right, I need you to roll." And I'm like, "Nope. That's, <laughs> that's not a thing. Happens. That's not what happens here."
0: Oh yeah, don't give me wrong. I kept turning to be like, "I roll for <laughs> like has anything happened?" <laughs> it's like, "DM, tell me." And then I'm like, "No, that's not how this system works.
1: <laughs> you you talk to your staff. And you have a wide variety of women and I imagine Some smattering of men. I imagine the client and temperament of the city being what it is. Probably a wider ratio of the former than the latter. Um, No. No. no.
0: It's 60-40. Okay.
6: West Coast, baby. (laughs) West Coast living.
0: Well, and you think men are the only ones who frequent my establishment?
1: So you talk to your staff, and I think in this... The, you get a lot of the same answers that you gave the detective there's not been anyone here who's been particularly suspicious all all three or rather all, all four uh, of the women who've been killed so far as a part of this string of murders they all had not been here very long and and none of them had none of them worked there right now
0: she would also ask if they knew if these women had any other establishments in common Yeah, or parts
1: that they were. When you talk it over with your staff in answering that question, I mm-hmm. want to talk about a part of your business as well, because I think there's certainly the element of it that is sort of your, your high class brothel where you serve the, the well-to-do or, or politically important clientele here in the city. You aren't the only establishment does, that does this, but you are uh, an important one that does.
0: Well, she also serves some of the vampires in the community.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think also there's a portion of your business that is sort of recruitment for the film industry. Like, you know, if, <laughs> if you can't cut it as an actress in the movies, you might be able to cut it as an actress or an actor in other ways. And so I think you also have over time perhaps fed some talent that way as well. Um, And I think ostensibly that might even be on the surface of your business what the public might know would be more of a recruiting agency.
0: Talent agency.
1: Yeah, a talent agency, which is why you might be seeing some protests, depending on the the real leanings of whoever those protesters were.
0: (laughs) Maybe we'll explore that. She suspects Molly set them up.
1: Mm, That could be. But... I think that being a part of your business, you you know that the description that you've been provided for these women matches the description that you've been given to look for in particular candidates for the film industry from one Mulholland Funar as he his lead actresses that he casts are are almost always of that exact description. He has a particular type for that sort of thing. And having had that kind of a business relationship with him in the past, uh, and upon hearing that description from the detective, that's, that's where your mind immediately goes. Now, these women specifically are not ones who you had ever funneled his way, but the fact that they match that description is perhaps a meaningful connection to you, and I think that's what you can suss out from talking with your staff and working that out. Meanwhile, uh, I want to talk a little bit. About you, Soren, and you, Duke, as well, as these murders have been going down, Duke, you know that Walter Jean sees what has been happening, especially the media fervor that it's received, Mm -hmm. as a serious threat to unveiling vampirism, unveiling the vampire cohorts who live in this city to the greater public. Right. And that is something that he finds completely unacceptable. The fact that anyone would brazenly like kill someone in such an obvious vampire way yeah. and then leave the bodies to be found is, is just a slap in the face to him as the princep personally. Yeah. And with that consideration in mind, after the very first killing, he reached out to you, given your prior experience dealing with certain city underbellies
6: uh-huh.
1: and specifically the fact that you are new in town and have n- don't have time to have really built strong relationships with a lot of the other like forces and powers that be in this city i think he selects you as an impartial investigator for this case i think very simply with the with the orders to take care of it before <laughs> he has to because it is it is growing out of hand and so you are trying to determine what that might be and if if you are successful in that then you will have made good on the debt that you owe walter Mm. so that is something very advantageous for you to not necessarily be rid of i don't think duke has a a particularly negative relationship with Walter, but it's nice for people to not have debt that they can Lord over you. Yeah. And so I think, I think you will already be present for this meeting that we're going to jump to. Okay. Because I I think you've already been called in by, by the Princep, um, Soren. So here's, here's my question to you, Phil, um, and we'll probably edit this out. Do you want to, do you want to get pulled into this sort of first conversation or do you want to, be pulled in later as part of Cause like because you could also get pulled in so,
3: by I,
0: yeah i was gonna say uh my my next thought was once everyone's set home and shut down she <clears throat> still has an hour her next call would be to the psychologist that she knows who's familiar with criminals to try to help her figure out who is connected to or who might
3: i think that that would be smart yeah. because then not only if she can't come with all the answers that Walter's obviously going to be seeking I can give some delightful BS thing about psychologically what type of a human would do this where would they hang out why these connections and if it's a vampire I have another speech for that <laughs> already formulating okay yeah right but I can wait until after this conversation no
1: I like I like everyone getting pulled in yeah. as soon as possible
3: but
0: so that that was my thought because um, right now she thinks that it's some human that's connected to Mulholland who's like jealous of not being picked or something for film. And so that's why she's going after the rivals and to hurt Mulholland making it look like it's a vampire.
1: So Annie, you've called it, you call in Soren because you owe him a debt and there is good opportunity here to do a solid for the princep, which in the right circumstances could be very helpful. Uh, if to, I get
3: a major debt from him, I'm automatically a patrician. So yes, that's yes. <laughs> <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> and so when you receive this summons from the princep, you not only heed it, but you you call in to offer a favor to Soren and to get his expertise to help you figure out what's afoot here.
0: Because she did bring you here to try to help you hmm. get back there to you know pay off her debt, because <laughs> she too doesn't like having debt.
1: It's around eleven PM when you are set to meet with Walter. Do you? Do you
0: own a car? It's LA. Yes.
1: Okay. So Soren hasn't been here that long in town yet. I think probably you pick him up. You pick up Soren. Ooh, actually, sorry, we got a backstep. Nineteen forties.
0: What kind of car you got? It's convertible. I bet <laughs> the Ford. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what car dealers were.
3: Well, you'd have what Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Studebaker, Hudson. Those would be the main ones in that time period. Oh yeah, there there are some good looking Ford convertibles
1: from the 1940s.
0: Yeah, so it's a Ford convertible. Okay, pink.
1: Oh, bright pink because screw subtlety, right? No,
0: no, hot pink.
1: Hot pink, white Jim. upholstery. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Shows blood so well. I mean, it doesn't get messy. Other things get messy elsewhere, but uh not that here so you you pick up soren in your car and you drive not too far across the city i imagine your establishment is also near the heart of the city easy easy access for anyone or do you think it's further north closer to hollywood
0: it's in west hollywood
1: in west hollywood okay so then from your establishment i think you drive south to where the meeting is i don't know if you've met that often with Walter in person. I think perhaps when you first came to the city, I think Walter makes it a personal a personal responsibility to meet all the vampires who come to LA. And if any come to LA without his knowing, they don't last long. Eventually somebody notices them and the fact that they did not first come meet with Walter, that's a that's a problem. So I think you've met with them probably just the once before. I think because of that, you're a bit nervous, perhaps, uh, especially receiving this sort of grisly summons.
0: why do you think she's trying to come as prepared as as possible as yeah. amb- as undead possible
1: and so you you drive up in your car there's a flickering street light nearby, and underneath this this deep dark overpass, you see a single small fire it seems to be elevated in some sort of you know, metal metal box or crate, and it's burning ever so faintly. And behind it, you can see two figures. Uh, one of those is you, Duke, uh, and the other one is Walter Jean, the Prince of LA. So you and Soren are parked parked in the car just off the side of the road, approximately thirty or forty feet away. What do you do? Do you say anything as you approach? What's up?
0: Once uh, we're Within the appropriate acceptable distance, she will make her presence known in as respectful manner as possible. Good evening, Princep Walter. I'm answering your summons.
4: Annie. I see you've brought a guest with you.
0: Yes, I uh, this is Sorn. He is a psychologist, criminal psychologist. I presume I know why I'm being summoned.
4: I'm familiar with Thorin. I met him when he first came to the city. Both of you, take off your shoes before you approach my fire. I like to keep the grass nice.
0: She slips out of her hot pink heels.
3: As do
4: I. My hot like pink loafers. heels.
0: <laughs> I picture. <laughs> no,
3: they're, they're obviously wingtip. Okay. Daddy don't play. Fair <clears> fair. <throat>
1: Walter scratches his scraggly beard. Uh, he's dressed in fairly dirty, perhaps even disheveled clothing. It's, Ooh, I forgot already. What? it's january right yeah mm-hmm. it's january so in the middle of january so it's fairly cold
0: uh, uh i mean yeah it's like
1: 60 it's like 60 <laughs> so yeah he's he's just dressed in fairly disheveled clothing normally i would say like he's got like a hat on and a scarf but like no it's fucking 60 degrees he could look like a beach bum
3: yeah that's true
1: actually i do kind of like like board shorts hawaiian shirt and like a a beard that he has shaved never so you, you approach Walter John's fire and he nods at you as you approach. He's like shorter than you expect him to be. He's not like this is a rather unassuming person who has attained a very great amount of power and, and success uh, as a vampire. And he doesn't particularly look it though. But as you approach the fire, he looks up at you and says.
4: I believe I believe you all know Duke.
2: Eaton fellas. Mrs.
4: Mr. Duke. He's been my point, my point person on this.
1: And he hacks a little bit and spits it to the side.
4: This most upsetting of infractions in my city. With Duke at the helm, I would like it very much if you would put your heads together and tell me who is causing these problems in my city who is leaving bodies for the fools to find
0: I don't yet know that as far as I know these infractions were connected to my establishment but after speaking with my staff Sounds as though they may have another connection. I often recruit for Moholland for his films, and he has a particular type. And while I did not send these two to him, uh, they fit his type. So it's possible that whoever's doing this is connected to Mulholland.
4: Mulholland is a fairly trusted of my city. If you find this information that you suspect to be true, you will be dealt with. If it is not found to be true, you will need to find out for me what is.
0: I, I have every intention to my establishment will be closed until this is resolved. So there's, I have no higher priority.
4: I'm going to encourage that a little bit. You, I'm sure, enjoy a fairly stable feeding grounds at your current establishment. Until this case is resolved, you will not find safety at any other. I make myself clear. You do? If you do, take care of this. And he waves his hand. Sleuthing for me, and you provide me the evidence I require. Not only will what you have be restored to you, but more will follow, and you will have my blessing.
0: Thank you, Princep.
4: Duke carry this through make me proud son
6: (laughs) (laughs) make me proud boy I'm sure we'll get to the bottom of this chief see to it
4: now get off my grass (laughs) I'm watering here
2: (laughs) watering here
1: so, the three of you have been gathered to go and solve this bloody mystery, or bloodless, it seems. The blood's gone somewhere. You have reasons to suspect that lead you to Mulholland. Mm-hmm. Mulholland can be found at one of two places. I'll sort of give you guys a choice in how you want to approach him in this circumstance. He can often be found where he works in Hollywood, at the studio where he directs. If you catch him there, uh, he'll probably be working on some film or working with some actors about something or actors or actresses. Otherwise, he can also be found where he lives. So, Mulholland lives at the Ocean Lodge Hotel. He travels enough because of different movie shoots and things that he doesn't, he didn't bother like buying a property or something. He just stays at the hotel when he's in town. They have a room that they regularly reserve for him. And that's where he spends most of his time. If you go there, you can get a chance to talk with him alone, presumably, unless there's somebody with him. But those sort of the different places where you know you might be able to find him.
6: All right, folks. What kind of car is you guys driving? Uh, I've got my Ford. Oof. All right. I'll check out the studio. My car will blend in a bit better there.
0: You don't think my convertible would blend in on a studio lot?
2: I don't know. Right now, not a lot can beat my Land Cruiser. I hear it sent the other car makers scrambling.
0: Shall we join him at the studio or head to Mulholland's home?
3: Well, I don't think it's so wise to uh, go around just blaming patricians for things and showing up asking if things have happened in their watch.
0: Hey, I said someone connected to him. I think someone is trying to send him a message.
3: And what if it is somebody close to him? Hmm? You just start going up asking the man, hey, we think there's people that are working for you that's going around causing a bunch of dead bodies to pop up on Broad Street.
0: I said connected. I didn't say working for.
3: I think there needs to be an element of delicacy to this whole scenario. So, what we need to do is try to get close to the man Casually find out if there's been anything chaotic, insurrections, lack of loyalty happening in his jurisdiction, without directly accusing the man of anything.
0: And shall we do that at his studio or at his home?
3: Well, what reason would you have to randomly show up at the man's house?
0: Well, I am planning a party. I was, in fact, planning on speaking with him because I'd like to use one of his studios. Or my party.
3: If we need to visit him at his, uh, place of business, and we need a more private audience, I can just flex the muscle I got going on at the National Legion of Decency.
2: And hey, if things get hairy, you can always just say you're here on business for Walter. That's good enough reason to be damn near about anywhere.
0: Wait, weren't those the people protesting outside my establishment last week?
3: The National Legion of Decency? Not unless you're filming the next... Oh, I almost said Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur was the 60s. (laughs) Not unless you're filming the next disastrous version of Gone with the Wind. Now, she does have a talent agency of reputable origin.
6: (laughs) Well, regardless. Let's go. Come
3: on, (laughs) Vamanos. she can't hunt or feed until we resolve this. Well, I think he made... wasn't it... She just has to be on her ground. She'll find safety nowhere else. Well, but that's the thing. Her grounds are shut down right now. Oh,
1: yeah. So she she cannot feed currently. Well, at least not without potential. Like she doesn't. She currently does not have the protection of the princeps for that. So Mm -hmm. were were she to try to feed somewhere, she would need to do that without getting caught, or by somebody who tries to let her do that under the patrician's radar, Mm -hmm. uh, under the
3: princeps radar rather. So. Risky, risky. Look luck with that. The man appears to rule his roost with an iron fist. Iron, yet caring, fist. Mm. Sure, buddy. Sure. So, you decide on heading to the...
1: Yeah, you're just gonna head over to the studio. Okay, to the studio. All of you together to the studio, or you guys are splitting up?
0: Actually, she was gonna go to the studio okay. because she wants to rent out a... Okay. One of the so, yeah. things, so it makes sense to go there.
1: So you all head to the studio. It's late, probably closing in on... 11 maybe even as late as midnight by the time you guys do do you end up popping in the same car or do you take separate cars
0: uh we'll take separate cars okay
1: so soar you with annie and then duke you and your own land cruiser mm-hmm. uh you all coast across la northwards towards hollywood and you go to the studio where Uh, Director Mulholland Vinar is known to produce his pictures. And as you get close to set, uh, you can see that they have some studio lights raised out in like a fake town that they have constructed uh, near the middle of the studio area. And you hear the hustle and bustle of people going about their jobs. None of you are supposed to be here. So what do you guys... Do what is your approach to this situation?
2: Do I know when the security guy, since I am a known associate of Mulholland,
1: the security guard looks at you and,
3: and says, Who are you supposed to be? <laughs> okay. I've got this. I'm here on behalf of the National Legion of Decency. We need to take a look at the script. We need to talk with the producers about where they're heading with this. If you're ever going to get our stamp of approval on this film, I have been trying for weeks now to reach this Mahalalel, Mashlalazel guy, whatever the hell his name is, and he is not returning my calls. The Legion will not be shut out on this if he expects to see that in theaters on in a timely manner. He looks at you, and I imagine you're a card-carrying member yeah. of
1: mm-hmm. uh, of the Legion, and so card you card-carrying. I'm on the board, punk. Uh, <laughs> you flash your your card. Uh, right, right. Of course, and he leads you along with the two with you. The way he says it, and the way he leads you, he's still like sort of keeping you away from the set, but he leads you around the long way, not wanting to give you too much of a look at what's going on to a trailer just to the side. And and he says, "I did a voice for this guy, and I've already forgotten it. What did what did I sound like?" The
2: world may never know.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> it's in the record. Tell me your secrets, me. I don't remember this guy's voice at all. <laughs> I've already forgotten. I've it forgotten almost sounded
3: answer. like you were going for New Yorker because I think you were listening to well, me. Maybe bit. that was. Uh, if, you, if you wait here, Mulholland will be over as soon as they cut. God, I hope so. Let him know that I'm here and the Legion is not happy. He, he nods and says, Sure. Tell, uh, tell him Walter in particular. Would like to make this an urgent endeavor. Yeah, oh, Walter who? Oh, just He'll Walter. He'll know.
0: He'll know.
1: All right. He motions for another one of, like, another one of the people patrolling to to wait with you all while he runs over to grab Mulholland. Much to his surprise, you can tell that it's written across his face. Like, as soon as he retreats back towards the set, you hear the sharp cut. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, a moment later, he's walking back with a larger, like, he's hes even shorter than the princep was, but like three times as wide. <laughs> uh, man, his name is Mulholland. You can tell he looks like a director. He's got like a little hat. He's he's dressed very fine, but he's sweating through everything. Well, that's a question. Do vampires sweat? Why not? We didn't establish that in our lore. They sweat now. Vampir- va- sweaty ass vampires. <coughs> mm-hmm. mm, I, that's somebody's fetish.
3: Hardcore. Uh, the Legion of Decency will not stand for it.
1: Well, just, just for you, listener,
3: <laughs> we got some sweaty vampires. You're welcome. The Legion yeah. of Decency will not stand for
0: it. <laughs> Annie will step forward to greet him. Mulholland, darling.
4: Uh, oh,
1: you've brought guests who do we have hey boss good to see you hey duke my man
2: much handshaking
1: yeah he shakes he shakes your hand slaps you on the shoulder you want a drink i've got some in the in the car
2: in the trailer no there he goes like in the the car (laughs) trailer that's probably the best anyways this is a personal matter we all gotta talk about
1: yeah yeah uh we we'd be better off to to take this inside yeah? yeah and mulholland leads you into the trailer and then white in the face says oh thank god you all are here <laughs> hey hi hello to gm david here thank you so much for listening to the podcast uh it has been really heartening to me that our show here has been so well received by folks if you're enjoying this episode and you aren't subscribed yet what are you doing uh do it it just takes a second just click the button and then that way this story which still has a a ways to go uh you won't miss out on and any future episodes any future arcs Uh, you'll be able to follow with glee i hope if you want to be definitively on top of our show updates, then be sure to follow us as well on Twitter uh, at TOTAPodcast, that's T-O-T-A podcast, uh, or on Facebook. Feel free to tweet or post at us about how you're liking the show or any feedback that you might have. Real talk, uh, this show would not be remotely possible without my absolutely kick-ass players, Amy, Dave, and Phil, as well as Magpie Games, for making the Undying RPG. Thank you all so much. And thank you again, dear listener, for giving our humble podcast a try. Sharing this with you makes the travails of editing all worth it. If you've liked it, uh, share it with a friend. Share it with somebody else who you think will enjoy it as well. And I hope you enjoy the rest of today's episode. The next part debuts on February 10th. We'll talk more then.
3: Bye. Oh, uh, so you already know why we're here.
4: I've been reading the papers. <laughs> you think I don't see the pattern emerging?
3: Now, I will have to ask the question. Oh, by the way, Dr. Solon Klemek, I've been called in for the the psychoanalyzing part of this. Please tell me there is not a vampire that has the chutzpah to pull off something so dumbass because I can list a long list of humans that would do something this stupid. But a vampire doing something this stupid, listen, I may be fairly new to town, but Walter is one scary motherfucker, and I can't imagine anyone would be so dumb as to pull this shit off. I'm also here with the Legion of Decency. That wasn't just bullshitting. By the way, your paperwork is outstanding. And he, he
1: like, nods with every word you say and, and says, Obviously, I don't have that kind of chutzpah.
0: Mulholland, darling, have you opened up your... Part to any mortals, maybe actresses.
1: Annie, honey. You you know that from time to time <laughs> I have been known to, to dip and dabble in uh the, the lives of of the little ones. But if you think I am sufficiently dull To let somebody go do something like this, somebody that I've been with, I don't have that level of indiscretion.
2: So, uh, you haven't seen anyone that's been taking interest in dames with the same kind of chassis you go for?
1: I mean, (laughs) and he he looks at you and winks, I mean, who doesn't? (laughs) 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 I, I, if, if, if you were asking me, hey, Mulholland, what's going on here? Well, first things first, I would tell you, I have no idea, but somebody, it would seem, is trying to frame me for something. Look at what's happening out there, they're being left on doorsteps. And it just, it's just gonna be a matter of time before somebody brings this back to Mulholland. And when that day comes,
3: it's not going to be pretty. So you do think it's somebody in the community and not amongst the cattle? Uh, who? L- the bodies are drained of blood. Compl- well, bisecting any- a person tends to do that, Mulholland.
0: Is, is there anybody they're, they're, in particular that you can think of that would have it out for you?
1: There, As far as I'm concerned, there is only one person who hates me enough to do something like this. And that is that
3: bitch Giselle. Hey. Hey. You watch your mouth about Giselle in my presence.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, and who are her to you? I mean, you know what I meant. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it just so happened that she turned me and has set me up real nice here in L.A. Good for you?
0: Why, why would Giselle have it out for you?
6: Because she's still in love with me, but I've moved on. There, there is nothing that drives people to, to anger and to vengeance quite
0: like lost love. Does Giselle fit the description of the women who... And he, he
1: looks a little bit sheepish and says, no, of course not.
0: I'll take that as a yes.
2: Pretty sure it's Come on, Annie. <laughs> uh,
0: you know I've been wondering who it was that you've been casting. Because your type is rather specific.
6: I like to think of it as more universally appealing.
3: Well, you're going to need a little bit more than that for us to go off of to start assuming that it's somebody in Gazelle's company.
1: Up in her company? You think, you think she doesn't do her own
3: dirty work from time to time just because she's got a pack behind her? You're telling me that a fellow patrician is going behind the back of scary-ass Walter... Killed four women in a very obvious Going manner. Going behind
1: his back? Certainly not. I think this is a hit on me. Look <laughs> at... This is clearly targeted. I think she's trying to get Walter down my neck. Mulholland pauses for a minute, his face flushed. He looks at your faces of disbelief. You you think I would... I would throw Giselle under the bus with no, no reason at all? I mean, come on.
0: Well, what... Then what's the reason? Why now?
6: I I'm asking you the same question. I don't I don't know why she would
1: suddenly do this to me. But look at the sign. Who who else could well, it be?
0: What what has changed recently? Because these just started, and you've been hiring women with this description for quite some time. So why now? Like what has changed?
6: Mm- there is no part of my life that I've
1: changed recently. I I eat when I want. I sleep when I want. I make movies all the time. I don't...
0: Have you fired anybody from the lot? Or from a film? Rejected anybody?
6: This current movie, which, <clears throat>
1: he
3: looks at Soren, I'm sure your people will absolutely love. I hope not. <laughs> Where would that will depend. That be? Get me the paperwork. <laughs>
6: uh give it a week. 3 days. <sighs> 4. Deal. <laughs> they shake on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I I haven't done anything
1: differently. The people around me all seemed like the only thing that's different about these last few weeks is
6: that there are bodies that started showing up. And to me, it's the it is the undeniable work of a vampire.
0: Why do you say that?
6: The bodies are completely drained of blood.
0: Humans are capable of that.
3: Yes. Again, bisecting a person tends to get all of the blood out of the system.
1: Yes, but these bodies are found drained where they are. Like they're already there's not blood at the scene. There's not one drop of blood at the scene. And yeah, they could be killed elsewhere, but.
3: The, the brutality of it, I mean... I agree that the brutality of it has all the markings of somebody of our kind. But we're trying to figure out who in their goddamn right mind, and clearly they are not in their right mind, would do this under Walter's watch. And unfortunately right now, you are our closest link. And he, he like throws his hands up in the air.
1: Giselle has it out for me. If there's anybody who would want to see you know what maybe maybe she's not even trying to get walter down like crawling down my throat maybe all that she really wants is for the heat from the and he like waves his hand disdainfully the police in this town to come to my studio and
6: blame me for this whole affair
0: i don't know except you're not the one that they've been connected to Your business isn't the one that's been affected by this.
3: We're here on Walter's behalf, not the LAPD.
0: Yes, but perhaps it is not. Perhaps it's not Mulholland who is being framed. Perhaps it is not someone targeting him.
2: Someone targeting you. thats quite the end run. Giselle got it out for you, too?
0: Not Giselle. Molly. Molly. She's
1: connected to Giselle. She's that little runt beta.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: In her, in her pack. Mm-hmm. You two got beef?
0: Yeah. She and I are have a contentious relationship. I suppose you could say
3: contentious. She's killing broads and leaving them bodies out by the police station. I'd say it's a little more than
2: contentious. If it's... Only thing missing is the bow.
0: She's a suspect, I'll grant you, but I, and I'm sure Walter, would want more proof than a theory.
1: Well, from Mulholland to you, you guys find some kind of proof that gets this heat off my back, and I'll have your back next time.
2: That actually sounds like a good angle. She pulls this off. She gets in good with Giselle, and gets you out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet deal.
0: Yep. Anne sends us looking Mulholland's way, and gets back at Mulholland on behalf of Giselle. I mean, she's covering a lot of bases if it is her.
3: It sounds like then perhaps we need to be paying Molly a visit. Agreed. Yeah, let's quit bumping gums. Well. I'm sorry. I'm
1: <laughs> we need to pause on that.
0: I, but I—bumping gums Bumping. has
1: got to be the stupidest early 1900s slang. There is there worse, Dave? Dave looked up some stuff. Let's no, see. No.
6: Abyssinia. What? I'll be seeing you. Oh, but
2: it said like it's a country. Abyssinia. Uh, uh, Abys- uh, like sink the word abyss. Uh huh. Inia. Abyssinia. That's
3: because Abyssinia. Abyssinia is the old name for Ethiopia. Yeah. Oh. That used to be called Abyssinia. Okay.
2: That's- let's see what's another fun one let's go <laughs> from the 20s there's uh no less than four different things for drunk which is fun oh yeah give me them i like uh splificated oh of course zazzled oh yeah ossified is <laughs> chef oh this is one i really liked it was, this is this is i genuinely like this one it's not stupid Glad rags. Oh yeah, put your glad rags on. Yeah, those yeah. are good going out clothes. Yep. Hell put
3: yeah. your glad rags on and join me, hon. So on. that's about you guys. Three years of course, to this. visit to visit here, we're in your glad
2: rags. Yeah. To,
0: to visit to visit oh. Walter. Here's uh, when we were...
2: here's what I don't like, but me. Give me a cigarette. Cigarette. I was going to say it's got to <laughs>
3: yeah. be a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you better believe I'm going to s- slip that in, though. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Butt stuff. All
0: right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> i'm I'm sorry, but can we go back to have can you repeat the phrase you just used because Annie had a comeback for that?
2: Let's quit bumping gums,
0: but you I enjoy, wiggle on, but I enjoy bumping gums,
3: Mahaland. I hope the next time I see you, you have my paperwork. I don't care if Hetty Lamar is in this film five days, right? Four mm, all right,
0: and darling, when this is all settled, I have uh I have some more girls that you might want to. To speak with. Oh,
4: well, your pool seems to be shrinking, my dear.
0: They don't currently work for me. They formerly did. Anyway, darling, always lovely to see Oh,
1: and the, under different circumstances, this would have been a pleasure. Under these circumstances, very mm. nearly so.
6: <laughs> mwah, mwah. Take care now, and... Uh, put in a good one for me to Walter? This isn't me. (laughs) No worries. Give me a call when you need those numbers run. First on my list, Duke. Always. And you all head
1: out from the studio. So currently you have suspicions. Mulholland seems to think that it's all Giselle's fault. Annie, you seem to think that perhaps it's actually Molly, Giselle's beta, who is targeting you with, with these attacks. This is then shutting down your business and also maybe getting her in good with Giselle, who Mulholland thinks has, has it in for him. What are you guys thinking about doing? We're a nightly play, so like... I think- there, that was our hour our block from 11 to noon, or 11 at midnight, rather. <laughs> <laughs> Molly runs a brothel like you, yeah? Uh, it's a similar establishment, but it's not quite to the same level of refinement, perhaps? Uh, it doesn't have it, I guess it's more accurate to say it is definitely a brothel and not a talent agency, and it does not necessarily serve all the same clientele, although Molly certainly wishes that they did. Also, unlike uh, unlike Annie's operation, where a lot I, I'm imagining that a lot of your staff are potentially are rather are basically all humans. you are cultivating in one way or another as a centralist that's really good for you whereas with molly most of her establishment are vampires who are in their
6: pack and that's just something they do vampire brothels so hot right now (laughs) so uh that's
2: molly's biz hashtag from dusk till dawn
1: (laughs) (laughs) actually from dusk till dawn is definitely the name of her establishment now
2: it's too good not to it's do. It's too good. <laughs> too uh, good. We'll have to settle for not having Cheech married out front, though. Yeah. These things happen. Budget cuts.
3: And he would have been, you know, like three at the time, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you think Cheech is older than he We're in 1947 right now. That's
2: true. He was probably born in the 60s. 50s?
0: Mm, probably 50s. But
2: I think 50s sounds fair. Yeah. So? Of course, I'm looking it up. Yes. Uh, good. <laughs> Good, we have to know how well, old he was is. he
0: was in movies and stuff in like the seventies.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Woo!
3: Yeah, he'd be young. He was born in 47?
1: 46. 46. Oh, he'd be one. He, he's guys, I knew, he, I he guys. There. Baby Cheech is in our world somewhere. <laughs> baby Cheech. Baby Cheech, oh. baby, baby alt cheech. baby alt vampire universe cheat.
2: <laughs> baby cheech. AKA forget Baby Yoda, give me baby cheech Truth. <laughs> of course this means I have to look up Tommy Chong as well. Mm. yeah 50s Tommy Chong born in 1938 whoa he's a kid he's legit a kid whoa. roaming around in Canada maybe
6: hell yeah whoa he's old 82 I think give or take
2: 83 this year
3: makes him the most lit person in the retirement home tell you what
1: <laughs> so is is your plan to go and talk to Molly is your plan to go up the ladder and talk to Giselle is your plan to infiltrate. What are you,
2: what are you up to? I think talking to Giselle seems like a decent plan.
0: Yeah. Especially since we don't, or I don't suspect her. So, and Giselle and I don't have a contentious relationship. Just me and her beta. So,
1: yeah, I think if, if she has any sort of, tension with you it is just that your business infringes on one of her own to some degree but like you, you have no direct beef with Giselle for sure yeah. and actually it's interesting because you owe Soren a major debt and Soren owes Giselle a major debt so in some ways you are you, you could be by, by a chain uh, indebted to her so ah the webs we Good weave times. but if your intention is to try to talk to Giselle going to her at her house you are you you might find her there but you wouldn't be terribly welcome there without some kind of announcement it is coming up on midnight giselle she you know that giselle her business ventures are very much behind the scenes a lot of the time sometimes she's connecting people funneling them towards molly's business other times she's simply when it's with people she works more in the grey areas of I it's not quite like gangster stuff <laughs> but like she think of her as the liaison between the gangsters and the people who are the public faces hmm. she knows all the corners of power in town and she knows all of their hot goss um <laughs> And she makes it her business to know that information and to make it available to those who need it, should the price, should the timing, should the intention be right. And that's what Giselle's up to. So if you're trying to get in contact with her, probably the best way would be to arrange some kind of meeting with her through a third party.